At Planet Fitness, you can get down with your judgment-free self. Join for only $1 down, $10 a month, no commitment. Now through January 15th, Planet Fitness has cardio, weights, and locker rooms that sparkle like a glass of New Year's champagne. Only $1 down, $10 a month, no commitment. Now through January 15th, join in-club or online at PlanetFitness.com. Planet Fitness, the judgment-free zone. Offer expires January 15th. Stop by any of our 15 area locations. Annual membership fee applies. Participating locations only. See club for details. Blog Talk Radio.
What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Um, thank you for tuning in today to Block Talk Radio. Um, this is the Fox Marina Show, and today's segment is That's the Movie with the real Robert A.H., in other words, Robert Alfonso Hidalgo, uh, where he talks about behind-the-scenes behind movie news and so forth. So here he is. Hi, everyone. How's it going? So anyways, today, um, well, this week had been... I've been pretty slow, but it's actually been big news just coming here, uh, you know, like trickling down a pipe. But anyways, I guess the first bit of news is that uh, Guillermo del Toro um, says he is working right now on the script for Pacific Rim 2. He's working with Zach Penn, and originally he had been working with uh, the original co-writer for Pacific Rim, Travis Beachman, but uh, he's in charge right now of a new TV series, I think, coming to Fox or something called, um, uh, what's it called? The Strain was another one, was that show that's coming out. So he's been now, they've been like working for a while, apparently. That's what he revealed. And yeah, so now that's what he's been doing. So that's pretty cool. He said, he mentioned that the two characters that, you know, are going to make a comeback are obviously, um, Charlie Hunnam's character and, uh, Rinko. Rinko Kikuchi. Oh yeah, the Japanese. <laughs> yeah, the Japanese girl. She's actually she's gonna she's gonna come back her character along with Charlie Hunnam's character. I mean, I hope they just make Charlie Hunnam's char- character like English for some reason because his American accent was just terrible in that movie. It was like yeah. the worst thing ever. I'm like, why even do that? They might as well just make him fully English. Like nobody cares. Yeah, it it's it. You can kind of tell when just a Brit is trying to yeah. voice that American accent. Americans root more for the British character they, than they would. They for... love that accent better, anyways. Might as well do it that way. Yeah, they're not going to be rooting for for <laughs> for the American with the ter- the guy with the terrible American accent. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know if some of you knew, but How to Train Your Dragon. Uh, by the way, How to Train Your Dragon Two. I reviewed that. Check it out. They'll do that. On our YouTube channel. Yeah, YouTube channel. Or just go to SashaRinaShow.com. But anyways, How to Train Your Dragon was going to be a trilogy. It was only going to be three movies, and the director had talk about, talked about how that's, that's what they've been planning for a while. Well, apparently, um, DreamWorks is considering uh, uh, stop not doing a trilogy and actually adding a fourth installment to this whole franchise. No. That sounds like they're just milking the franchise, yeah. which is bad. Which they just, they haven't even released the second part, and they're already in talks for a fourth. They need yeah. to wait to see people's reactions and, and stuff. Like, It's, it's kind of dumb, because they, they, they're, the second one, okay, it looks so far, every all the, all the reviews have been positive. Everyone who's seen it before has been positive. But they also still need to come out with the third movie they said they're working on. Like, how do they expect that one to be good? Everything can be screwed up, you know? Yeah. But That's kind of like what happened with, with Pirates of the Caribbean. And I'm like a super, I'm a major fan of of, of the whole series or whatever. I mean, they, they've been delaying this fifth part for quite some time. But after the third, like you've mentioned a lot yeah. of times, like that Stranger Tides, it was like something totally different. And I really wish they would have never done it. Yeah, it was it was different but bad. Yeah. And the only reason it it made so much money was because we hadn't seen a Pirates of the Caribbean movie years. since the third one. Yeah. And that's the same reason why the second one made so much money. It was it was actually pretty good, but we also hadn't seen a Pirates of the Caribbean movie in years. 
and everyone loved Johnny Depp's Jack Sparrow. That's really the Not only, only reason. Not only that, like Kira Knightley, Orlando Bloom, these are characters that made the franchise. Yeah. And now, by the, at, in the fourth movie, they totally changed everything up. And it's not what people were expecting. It wasn't what I was expecting. And like I said, I'm a fan, and I'll continue to go watch the movies just because I'm a fan, but not because I love them. I think they noticed that um, after, after if they wait a, a while before releasing the next movie, it's more likely they're going to make more money. Yeah, because, because people what, are waiting. Because people like me, like we're fans, we're gonna and go watch yeah, it. Yeah, they're gonna go watch it regardless. Sucks. <laughs> yeah, even if it's really stupid. <laughs> yeah. So that that's why. Oh, so speaking about movies, I know that you have uh, things you want to talk about, but um, this might be old news to some of you, but we recently just saw X Men: Days of Future Past last night, or was it the night before? Well, Saturday night, no, whatever. It was, it was last night. No, it was the night before. Right. Yeah, so Saturday night, and um. I personally, since I'm not a follower of the comics and the actual story, I'm just guiding myself by the movies that I've seen, you know, uh, the X-Men and uh, Wolverine. And my opinion was just that it's like it changes your whole perspective and your whole idea of what you thought the X-Men were. Uh, well, I'm, what I'm about to talk about the X-Men movie, spoilers, if you haven't, if you haven't seen it, but <laughs> essentially what this movie did was just, Re, re restart the movie from where X-Men 2 was. Like, not real, like, some of the events that happened in those X-Men 2 probably didn't happen, and some of the events in X-Men 1 probably didn't happen as well. Or maybe they did. But I'm saying, since Brian Singer was not there for the third movie of the X-Men franchise, and that was a movie that ruined everything, made everything so stupid and so terrible... Everybody just started dying. <laughs> and, every, and, and it wasn't even cool or anything. Everyone hated it because it was just so stupid. So what Brian Singer did with this movie was make an awesome movie and then decided, hey, while I'm at it, let's fix the franchise. And that's what he did. He this, he, he pretty much just removed X-Men 3 from the port, from like the whole equation. It doesn't exist anymore. So it was, you know, it was a good idea what he did because that was pretty awesome. X-Men 3 sucked so badly. And at but the same time, it um, insinuated certain things. It, it brought in uh, certain elements to this movie that were not that were not even um, what, what do you call that? Like insinuated before, like the whole Quicksilver thing. And, oh, yeah, and Quicksilver. Like Quicksilver. I mean, uh, the weird the weird thing here now is that Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, or Petro and Wanda Maximoff, <laughs> that's their names, are in Avengers Two. And that's like the one thing that I I see Fox and Disney sharing gripes with, is because um, he's part of they're part of the the Avengers, but they're also part of the X Men in a way because Magneto is their father, so it's kind of split in half. And it would be really cool if in Avengers two, uh, I don't know, looking over some files over the over the over the two um, you know Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, they would uh. They would say it's about their parents, and they'd say um, the mother, the mother's dead or something, and the father um, um, is gone. But something rumored by him, you know, controlling metal, and that'd be a cool little Easter egg that they'd have in there. Mm-hmm. That it would—I don't know if, if it would even be allowed because of Fox Studios, uh, you know, owning the the X Men franchise. If they would even be allowed to have a little Easter egg of Magneto being their father, that'd be really cool. But you know, whatever. They kind of did it somewhere in this movie. No, but, very this, but this movie, they can do it. Yeah, okay. This movie, they're allowed to do that. Okay. But they can't do that at all 
in the Avengers 2, as far as oh, I know. Okay, we're right. We're talking about another franchise. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, in X-Men, you know, in this one, it's, they could totally do it. But the thing is, he was so young at that time that they wouldn't, that I guess they didn't know. I don't really know too much about the, about the X-Men, you know, um, uh, from the comics. I really don't. I, I always get really bored with them really quickly. X-Men had always been my least favorite uh, franchise, but they've always had, you know, uh, heroes that I really like from them. I really, I've always liked Wolverine. He's always been a total badass, and he's always been really cool, but I don't really like the X-Men franchise as much. But anyways, moving on. Um, so the second Star Wars spinoff, the director has been announced, and it's Josh Trank. Josh Trank directed uh, Chronicle, and he's also directing the Fantastic Four reboot. This, this, you know, this Fantastic Four reboot thing has been going on in the news. Like, you know, talk about it like every other week or something. But yeah, now that's been announced. So this is this is a. I wanted just to mention too that uh, Gareth Edwards, Gareth Edwards, the director of Godzilla. Back in 2010, he released his first movie, his directorial debut, called Monsters. And Monsters was like this really, really independent, low-budget movie that it was about this guy who crosses the border of Mexico. And the thing is that had been, there had been aliens that had come from another planet. And they're like these gigantic, huge monster aliens, like the size of Godzilla and stuff, or, you know, smaller, actually. They're just big, humongous aliens that could topple cities. That's, what I'm, that's the whole point. So these aliens, they had to build a wall between Mexico and the United States because these aliens lived right there on the border of Mexico. And they lived like in, in, all the, in all the jungles in Mexico. And it was a really, it was a really fun movie. It, was, uh, it had so much tension the whole movie, the whole way through. And he, he did the special effects of the movie on his laptop at home. That was his first movie. Then his second movie he'd ever directed was Godzilla. Godzilla, this, the, the movie that's about the king of all monsters, he directed that. And then, I think it was two weeks ago, or last week, he, got, he, was, he was picked to direct the first Star Wars spinoff movie. So, in a matter of four years, this guy has gone from directing monsters to directing Star Wars, to directing the God, Godzilla movie reboot, a really good reboot, by the way, and then, then directing the first Star Wars spinoff, and a Star Wars movie, essentially, is what I'm trying to say. So that's, like, pretty inspiring for, like, any filmmaker anywhere, or just anybody, that if, you know, I guess if you try or something, or you're just just good, <laughs> you're going to make it, you know? And then now Josh Trank, who directed, who, whose, like, first movie, I think, was Chronicle, and then now is directing Fantastic Four, and now a Star Wars movie? Jesus. But anyways, yeah, that was the news, and I just kind of wanted to mention that. So Looks like pretty he has cool. a lot under his belt for these coming years. Yeah, it's just these, these are the guys that we're going to be talking about. Oh, people were talking about Steven Spielberg. These are, this is how Steven Spielberg was starting. He started with one good movie, and then studios started liking what he was doing, and he started getting bigger and bigger into what? Jaws. And then, and then um, what's it called? Eventually leading to movies like Schindler's List, winning Oscars for that, you know? Takes time, but that's how you know that's how they start up. It's pretty cool. But anyways, uh, so I guess moving on. Like I think all I have for news, except you know, excluding the, you know, the Star Wars spinoff and and Guillermo del Toro stuff, is all adaptions of something. Like uh, right now is a uh, Metal Gear Solid. A Metal Gear Solid is like this uh, Japanese video game that 
was releasing in the U.S. with voice by, like, American actors and stuff. And it's all really kooky and ridiculous. But then it's, like, really awesome at the same time. And it's, like, this whole spy thing. It was a game that I was way too young to have been to have played when it re- was released, the first one at least. And then a bunch of other ones came out after that and everything. And I've never really been a fan because I've never gotten around to playing it. But anyways, it's a huge franchise. Everyone loves Metal Gear Solid. There, there has been, I don't think there has been a bad game released from it. Even the most ridiculous ones, you know, far off the like spectrum, they've been they've been successful and people have liked them. Well. Anyways, this movie, of course, is going to be adapted in... I mean, this game is going to be, of course, adapted into a movie. And the director who's being looked at to direct it is uh, director of Kings of Summer. Kings of Summer was... Um, let me see. Which, by the way, this review is on our YouTube channel, too. It came out Yeah, yeah, year. yeah. We went to... I think we went to the... Um, what's it called? The, the it premiere. It was the actual premiere, yeah. Yeah, we went Kings to the premiere Summer. here in Hollywood. It was really... It was like... It's this independent movie, and it's like uh, these kids... Coming of age comedy. Yeah, it's a coming of age comedy, but it was like you know, it was just really fun to watch. It was a, it was an entertaining movie, and um, it's very different from what you would see on Metal Gear Gear Solid. Yeah, this was very nice and colorful, and it was and outdoors, it, and it, it yeah. was like a different like environment to the whole movie. So this Japanese kind of action thing has like a total twist, to, and it, yeah. and it kind of tests out the director too. Yeah, 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 exactly, uh, and. This this would be a really different tone because on top of this movie being uh, on this I mean on top of this video game being you know action oriented and really cool awesome stuff it it's also really really stupid at times like you're <laughs> just like what the hell am I playing it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen sometimes I'm like why do people even like this game that's what I start to think sometimes but I guess it's just once you grow up with it no matter how ridiculous the things that happen in it and how ridiculous it's like Mario. <laughs> Yeah, but Mario was intended to be a kid's game. It was supposed to be kooky, and, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a kid game. Every, there's freaking turtles that want to kill you. But this this is different. This is supposed to be like a serious self-espionage game, and then it also has really ridiculous stuff going on through it. And the villains are always so ridiculous. Like, they're all really badass, but they get to the point where it's, like, cheesy and really corny, and you're like, what the heck is wrong with them? But yeah, it'd be real. It'd be really weird to see this adapted into a movie, and especially the guy who directed, you know, uh, Kings of Summer. But that doesn't mean, you know, directing one movie or their previous movies all being comedies doesn't mean that they can't direct action movies or anything like that. It just means that's what they like doing, you know. If somebody gives them a script like this one, or he writes, or he's a, they're interested enough in something like, you know, Metal Gear Solid, then it'll be great. That's how it is. Anyways, um, so uh, recently people were ta- they were talking interviewing um, Mark Ruffalo for the Avengers two, and he says he has a much bigger um, part in the Avengers two, which you know what's going to be obvious. But what, the reason I want to mention this was because um, one of the rumors that have been going around and people keep speculating is that they're going to do uh, Planet Hulk and World War Hulk, and these are story arcs in the comics in which um, the Hulk starts losing control. Uh, they can't really, they can't really control him anymore. He starts, he starts uh, turning when he's not supposed to, and he doesn't have any control over himself. So what they end up doing is that Tony Stark and a bunch of other Avengers and superheroes get together and sh- and send um, Banner or the Hulk into space into another planet. 
And this is something that's been rumored for a while, and people are saying that the first Hulk movie, solo Hulk movie, would be something that would be Planet Hulk. And that's like a whole CGI movie. That's what it would be, this entire CGI, because there was nothing with people involved whatsoever. The Hulk was full Hulk all the time, and he was, it was like this weird gladiator thing going on. It was still like, whoa. It only, it's something that only worked in comic books. But him saying that, he, that his you know, character has a bigger story in here seems to be that they're going to start hinting at something like that, if they would do that. It'd be really cool to see that on screen, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much the only reason I wanted to mention that. But uh, Ruffalo will still be playing a part of this Hulk solo movie. Yeah, yeah, he would be. He'd be doing, you know, probably the voice and motion capture okay. for the Hulk. Oh, yeah, because I think the Hulk is talking now at this point. Yeah. Yeah, because it's uh, not even... <laughs> the crazy things. I think the Hulk at one point, I think it was one of the old old comics, he replaced... He stayed in the Hulk body and replaced the Hulk's brain somehow with Bruce Banner's brain. So the whole time he's as intelligent as Bruce Banner, mm-hmm. but has the same powers and strength and look and physical look of the Hulk. That's, that's <laughs> that wouldn't work in life. a movie. That'd be so weird. <laughs> but How anyway. do you even move like a smart person? <laughs> yeah. How does he get his own brain yeah. into his own brain? Essentially, what he's. I don't even know, man. It's just really weird. So, um, a Doctor Strange movie. I talked about before, and somebody's been in talks for a while. The director for Doctor Strange has been announced. It's uh, Scott Derrickson. Scott Derrickson directed Sinister. He doesn't know what Sinister is. It's this horror movie that came out, I think, starting in Ethan Hawke a few years back, and it's a horror movie. It was, it was a very horrible movie. Yeah, and it was a bad movie, too. Most most horror movies that come out nowadays are terrible. Which so. I got scared of, though. <laughs> There's the, yeah. That's normal. They're always really bad, the horror movies. But the whole point is that he's directing it. And this is weird because Doctor... I mean, well, this would make sense because Doctor Strange is a sorcerer, some of you didn't know, and he works with, uh, you know, lots of dark magic. And there is horror elements when it comes to Doctor Strange stuff, so it would be really... It would be a good idea to have um, a horror director to do this movie. And, uh, and again... Just because he directed a horror movie doesn't mean that that's all he knows how to do. It'll be, you know, something he's, he's especially good at. But um, I, I think it's a pretty good idea. But anyways, uh, moving on to, you know, the, uh, an official announcement. Let's get on to the two rumors. This is a rumor right now. It's not entirely, you know, it hasn't been discredited, but it also hasn't been announced as a rumor. But I'm looking at it as a rumor because nobody has made the official announcement. Well, the two actors being considered for uh, Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange's part is uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and Tom Hardy. Benedict Cumberbatch plays Khan in Star Trek Into Darkness and Sherlock Holmes in the BBC TV series Sherlock. And then, and then Tom Hardy, he plays Bane in The Dark Knight Rises and a bunch of other smaller movies that are really awesome, but you, know, you wouldn't remember him from, at least not what he's known for. But, um, so, these are two actors being considered for Doctor Strange. At one point, people were saying Johnny Depp, because Johnny Depp would fit the role perfectly. It would, it would have been, it would have had to be either Robert Downey Jr., but Robert Downey Jr. is playing Iron Man. I mean, you know, physicality, when I'm looking at how, which character resembles Doctor Strange the most, you know, it would be somebody like Johnny Depp then. And being a sorcerer, yeah, Johnny Depp would definitely fit that. (laughs) <laughs> so you so you'd want you know and the name Doctor Strange Johnny Depp yeah it goes together that's something that would be a good idea 
But then um, now this whole Benedict Cumberbatch and Tom Hardy thing is being announced. But uh, it'll probably be, if this is true, if these are the last two people they're looking at, it will be uh, Benedict Cumberbatch because I think I talked about before, I'm not sure, if Tom Hardy has has a busy, busy schedule with him. Um, he's doing the Splinter Cell movie, the video game. He's being, he's being, that's being adapted into a movie and he's going to be doing that. And, um, Mad Max, he's also doing Mad Max. Mad Max, uh, it it had to be reshot. They had reshoots for the whole, for like half the movie or pretty much in the entirety of it. So that was, yeah, I was busy with that. So I don't, I don't know if he's going to have such a free schedule like, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch will. Um, he's already done with, with, uh, The Hobbit. He's done. Sherlock uh, series three is done for now. We're not going to see that a uh, next series for another two to three years. So I don't. I, I think he'd be most like most you know most available. But Tom Hardy again is just Mad Max has already finished shooting, and Splinter Cell is the only one left. So this movie you know it's been it's either going to come out 2016. That'll be most likely the the, the second half of 2016 will be the release for this movie. Because the first half will be Captain America 3, and then after that, it could be Doctor Strange. You know, like how this year was Captain America 2, and then a really, a movie that would be hard to sell, Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming they would do the same. It looks like they're, they're getting movies, they're getting franchises that people will like, that are, you know, that's established, putting them, set, releasing them first, like Avengers Age of Ultron next year, and then after that, Ant-Man. Yeah. So, how, yeah. How long do you think this whole, um, Superhero franchises are, are going to be like just ramming through our Hollywood atmosphere because I feel I, like it's I, getting to a point already where it, it looks almost never ending. Because I mean, the superhero world in all aspects, including Marvel and and everything, it, it's never ending. I, I a lot of people don't like it. A lot of people are always saying how it's stupid and it's a and people should in other movies. But I, I it's great. You know, and I'm not even looking at it as a biased opinion. I mean, it's great. This is this is like this is our westerns. Ma- remember when westerns were coming out years ago, left and right, western, a western, another western for like about more than more than two decades, just people coming back and forth with westerns and everybody. People so got tired of genre, that. Yeah. Yeah. This is our westerns. This is our generation's westerns. Superhero movies, comic book movies. This is what it's about, and it's not bad movies. It's like. There's lot. There's been bad movies, but it's not like they're bad. The movies that they're releasing, they're good, entertaining movies. They're what movies are supposed to be. They they just let you have fun, and you're supposed to like the characters, and you're supposed to enjoy the whole thing, and make sure the good guy wins in the end, the bad guy loses. And what's a better example of something like that than superheroes? Superheroes have done that way before westerns. The bad guy loses. The good guy gets the girl. That's the whole thing. And that's what, that's why I, I'm happy that this is happening. That these superhero movies are being paid, are are they're putting so much effort into them. They're not just dishing them out to make money. I mean, that's one of the big things they're doing. But it's not like they're doing mediocre jobs. They're making sure that everything's so well done. They've been planning. They plan for years. And I don't know. I just I'm just I'm just happy that this is here and it sticks around. Next, it'll probably be video games. You know. And if they're good, because video game movies have been terrible. Every single video game movie has ever come out has been terrible. There's been, like, probably some that I can count on my hands that are good, and I don't even know them. 
I really don't know because I don't I can't think from the top of my head of any video game movie that was done great. You know, oh, probably just Prince of Persia. But Prince of Persia didn't even stick to the story to the story of Prince of Persia. You know, it was just fun, good, whatever movie. But again, I just I like the superhero movies. They need to stay. And as long as they keep getting better, then they should keep making more. I mean, it's better than having to see crappy rom-coms with the same script over and over again, you know? The same actors. The same thing over and over again. And they're not even good. You know, they're just really bad. But anyways, uh, final bit of news is, uh, speaking of, you know, superhero movies again, Ant-Man. Ant-Man, some of you didn't know, or uh, Edgar Wright has left the movie. He's no longer um, having anything to do with the with Ant Man because creative differences um, in the script. Apparently, they didn't they didn't like anything that was happening. So you know, this past week everything has been you know who's gonna who's gonna direct this movie? Who's gonna do it? Who's gonna do it? And then uh, one of the first guys who was announced was Adam McKay. Adam McKay was announced by Marvel to direct the movie. Adam McKay did uh, Anchorman. He did the Anchorman series. That's what he's done. He wrote those two, I think. Yeah, I think he wrote that. And he did the other guys. So everything he's done is comedy movies with Will Ferrell. And the other guys had some action elements to it. So, you know, just like Edgar Wright's movies, they're looking for somebody with a comedic background. That's what yeah. Marvel's doing. But And they think Ben Stiller is the best? No. no. Oh, okay. No, <laughs> no. Uh, no um, so anyways, uh, Adam McKay also, then last week he said, they said Adam McKay is not going to direct a movie. He just dropped for a movie. Everybody's like, oh, no, these people are dropping for the movie. So then the next one they announced, like, this week was Peyton Reed. Peyton Reed directed um, Yes Man. Yes Man was a comedy movie starring Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, they're looking for people with comedic backgrounds. And so it's going to be directed by Peyton Reed and written by Adam McKay. Okay. So that's the, that's that's it. <laughs> and I don't, I don't think, I, I really hope uh, this movie turns out good because the problem with this is going into, they're supposed to start filming around now. This movie's going to come out next year. They need to start filming around now. Yeah. So how is that, how, how are they coming into a movie like this, you know, this late and expected to be released next year? This movie's going to be delayed from July 15, 2015 to somewhere around November. Yeah. August, maybe. But Yeah. Uh, that's it, and I really hope this movie is not affected from Edgar Wright leaving. I know a lot of the actors are disappointed. Michael Douglas especially said he was really disappointed that Edgar Wright left the movie. He's no longer no longer directing it, directing it, and it kind of just bothers me. You know, he he got the cast, and it's and it's not gonna for the directors. It won't feel right because mm-hmm. it wasn't a movie that they helped create. It's a movie they went halfway in, and then they have to just deal with what they gave them. Mm-hmm. And that's just terrible. I I don't like I don't like that what Marvel did, and I hope the movie's not affected. But anyways, that's the last bit of news for today. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for for tuning in and and listening to Robert ranting on this about the screens and so forth. Um, do you have anything else you want to mention? Um. Oh wait. Okay. So um, Edge of Tomorrow was released this weekend, right? Yeah. And we had the pleasure of seeing, like, the premiere or whatever, like, a week ago or two weeks ago. Um, go check it out. It's a very interesting movie. Definitely very different to what you're used to seeing. Um, it's a good sci-fi movie. Really it's, good. It's, it's a good sci-fi movie. And we saw different sides of the actors, which is, like, the biggest... We didn't, we didn't see Tom Cruise being the usual, I'm the lead yeah. guy. And I'm you didn't see Emily Blunt being the usual, like, 
cute helpless or woman. yeah, helpless or just you bitchy. get to see her play like an actual like strong lady. Yeah, it like really I, cool. I, I, I really she, she was like the best part of the movie. Yeah, like definitely, I think she challenged herself in some way with with this film, and you saw it through the screen, and and it was perfect. And um, I, I don't know, it was all good. So definitely yeah. check it out. And uh, we wouldn't recommend spending too much watching it in IMAX. I think you'll have the same effect watching it regular uh, version. So. Just a big bunch of noise. All yes, it's a, it, I mean, it's it's a lot of noise and like, sound I mean, effects or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and it's just a bigger screen and 3D doesn't even matter. Yeah, the 3D doesn't the really didn't even make a difference. The only movie that it ever mattered, and we all agree on it, is Pacific Rim. was the only time 3D was uh, worth it. Yeah. So go check that one out. Uh, Godzilla, we've seen it like a couple weeks ago too. That one was pretty good. Um, kind of different. I've heard a lot of like thumbs down and a lot of thumbs up. So I don't know. Yeah. Over it's 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 it was successful enough that there is a sequel in the works already. So there you have that. I personally liked it, and yeah. I'm not a big dinosaur fan. <laughs> Okay. Alrighty, guys. So thank you so much for tuning in once again. I'm Sasha Marina. That's Robert. Um, check us out on the SashaMarinaShow.com or check out more of his uh, film reviews on our YouTube channel, The Sasha Marina Show. And make sure to download that app on the Google Play and BlackBerry World. Yep. Bye bye. Bye. The Starlight Lounge presents an evening with the Progressive Box. Old moon. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.